Hobby Addict の時間です It's time for Hobby Addict And now here are your anime addicts Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hobby Addicts episode 250. 250. We,、uh, we in this. My name is Mason, and I am unfortunately the host of this Hobby Addicts for the first time ever because Mitz is, I don't know, 18 bottles of <laughs> alcohol deep in his Mexico excursion. So it's just Caroline and I manning the fort, and I can tell you that it's Already been a nightmare from the get go. I, uh. Aw, Mason. It's not been that bad. You're overdramatic. Low expectations, lower results. That's my motto. And, uh, Caroline, how's it going?、Oh, it's going pretty decently. I've been, I've just been tired, and I feel like the words are not coming out of my mouth very well the last few days. So we'll see how this goes. It's, it's only a podcast. Like, what's, what's the audio、podcast. quality of this mean? Exactly. No pressure. And honestly, honestly, real talk. I like the, the two person podcasts because I feel like I step over other people's toes. Yeah, that's definitely kind of hard with multiple people. You have no idea when they're going to start talking. <laughs> exactly. This is more low key, more relaxed, except for the fact that we're going to be juggling all the things that Mitz usually does with his massive audio setup and 18 screen. So, this is our little rundown thing, but this is just hobby addicts. We're keeping it cool, keeping it low key. Caroline, you watched. Schitt's Creek and Cecil Hotel. Cecil Hotel. And I, Cecil, Cecil. And I、uh, did nothing with my life. So we'll talk about that stuff if、uh, we need to fill time at the end. But、uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll have you lead us off. What, what do you want to talk about?、Um, well, I'll leave Cecil Hotel for later because we talked a little bit about that last week anyway. So I decided that we're just going to talk about Schitt's Creek. I actually have not seen all of the show.、Um, my sister's. We're really into the show over the last few months or so. So I have watched a, an episode or two there, here and there.、Uh, quite a few episodes. I'd say at least maybe a dozen, maybe two dozen episodes I've seen. But I don't think any episodes from the first season until a few days ago. And I can definitely see why people、uh, talk more about the show except for the first season. And how many seasons is the show so far? I think it's like how? Six, but the show's all、okay. wrapped up and everything. Gotcha. So it's a completed entity. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised by that too because I'm like, I've never heard of the show and it's already done. <laughs> But、um, yeah. So if you don't know what Shit's Creek is, it is a comedy show about a family who gets, who, who's like extremely rich.、Um, the wife is an actress, the dad is a business mogul, and their two adult children are the most spoiled and Uh, dysfunctional children I've ever seen.、Um, they're like 30 years old, though, and, and yet we still call them children because that's basically what they are.、Um, yeah, so first episode, they lose all their money in a, a, a business scheme that their、uh, business partner kind of swindled them out of. So they lost everything because they trusted the wrong person.、Uh, and Their only hope of staying off the streets and、uh, trying to rebuild their life is to go to the town that they bought the deed for several years ago be- as a joke. 
So the dad bought this town called Schitt's Creek and gifted it to his son as a birthday present because its name is Schitt's Creek, and that's that's really funny. <laughs> Comedy in the flesh. Like, yeah. So that was um, just uh, – that, that, that's basically the only thing they have left because the government doesn't see any value in it, so they can let them keep, keep Schitt's Creek. So they go to Schitt's Creek, and it's exactly how you might think of it is. It's like a, a middle-of-nowhere town with strange – people and not not a lot of uh you know n- not very ex- exciting at all so uh they they can only they're only really living in this roadside motel that is you know gone to bits and pieces and you know it's this kind of like harsh reality of them switching into this situation and um you know the comedical effects that come with it they're really funny people that are involved with it and um and they really? were like exorbitantly wealthy, correct? Yeah. Like they were butlers and maids and mansions and they were like top of the food chain. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So um but when they come there, they're actually pretty um understandable in their frustrations with this place because the mayor is one of the first people that they meet, and the mayor is the most weirdest person <laughs> i can even I, I, I describe can't him. <laughs> so annoying too he is probably the worst part of this entire show and the thing is that he's in a lot of the beginning episodes and that's probably one of the reasons why people don't like the first season as much i've only really seen the first four or five episodes and of course see the later on episodes that i mentioned um but yeah he is just so frustratingly annoying and weird and disgusting uh but it, yeah so um, so there's that, but overall the characters are extremely funny. Um, the wife, the mother, she is a, you know, an actress. So she, she talks like this Mason and she just, like <laughs> she's so overly dramatic about everything and it, she's hilarious. And, um, yeah, so a lot of good parts about the show and I will probably w- end up watching the entire series eventually, but I'm not a big binge person, so we'll see what happens. So, so Mason, you've only seen one episode of it, right? So I watched, yes, one episode of this, oh, I don't know, a couple months back. So it has been a while and this was recommended to me for, by someone uh, in the family and, you know, comedy is subjective. I get that, but between, you know, getting this recommendation and seeing kind of ads for it on like Comedy Central saying like, oh, we're bringing it on. Come check it out. This award winning Shit's Creek. Like it came in with so much acclaim and it fell so short of that in the one episode I watched that I was like so <laughs> disgusted and like I was so convinced that the people who made episode one of this, there is no way that they have any like potential in them. To make a show that I enjoy down the road. Like, I get that, you know, the characters can grow on you and their story arcs and this and that and the other. But, uh, yes, like you mentioned, the mayor, which is introduced in episode one, has a ton of screen time, was so grating and annoying and just cringy and awkward that it just, I couldn't stand watching them. Not to mention, like, the characters of this hyper-wealthy family who's, I don't know, like, I just didn't like where the comedy came from. I uh, didn't enjoy the acting. I guess, I mean, I've never really liked the Levi family, Eugene and Dan, the father and son, who are real life father and son. Mm-hmm. I just, the works they're involved with are just not to my palate. And I was just like. I've never heard of them before. I've never even known any of their other works. So Eugene has been in 
I mean, he's in like uh, what's the American Pie, National Lampoon? Oh yeah, um, never really stuff like that. Yeah, I've never seen any of that stuff, and I probably wouldn't like it. It's yeah, it's just not up my alley, and. I think his son was one of the writers of Schitt's Creek. Yeah. And his acting, at least in the one episode I saw, as, like, this bratty son was just not the best. And just, I don't know. I like him. I I guess I don't. (laughs) I mean, that's the nicest way to put it. Mm -hmm. But, and maybe his character, like, his character wasn't as bad as some of the others. But just, like, as an actor, you could tell that, like, he was definitely more of a writer at the beginning i don't know i i was very turned off by my one episode with it and maybe that was too quick to judge but there's so much stuff out there that i was just like i'm i'm good maybe if i were to pick an episode of a later season maybe you would like it a little bit better but i would say that the characters are pretty um similar to how they are later on the show i would say that but you know yeah and i'm sure it gets better as it goes on that's kind of you know, comedies tend to find their footing after a couple episodes, but it's. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I I just think it's not my bread and butter. Boo. Boo. Mason's <laughs> no fun. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah, honestly, my family just quotes Shit's Creek all the time. And not even just quotes. We just say things like Moira does, who's the mom character. Mm-hmm. Um, With that tonality of yeah. importance. Um, like... You look like a disgruntled pelican. <laughs> they, my sisters say that all the time, um, and that, that kind of stuff, silly stuff. No, I get you. I get you. Yeah. I get you. Um, so perhaps we should move on. Uh, should I talk about uh, the Cecil Hotel, or do you want to talk about something? Um, I I can talk really quick about my my, <laughs> my thing, which is. I have a bunch of stuff in my head, but none of which I've actually done. Uh, the Winter Classic is going on in a couple hours from when we're recording this. It's the like outdoor hockey game, which I it's kind of like a tradition in my family that we watch that. And it's kind of just it usually takes place on New Year's Day. So this was in the past. I would come home for Christmas, winter break, stay with the family. And then the day... I drive back to college or wherever I'm at. I'll stay and watch the outdoor hockey game. And it's a nice little, I don't know, family bonding thing, whatever. It's cute. Nobody cares. Uh, and I just thought it was funny that this year they were doing two outdoor games, one Saturday, yesterday, and one today, Sunday. And the one yesterday, they played the first period and it was just too sunny. There was no cloud cover and the ice was just melting oh, beneath the no. player's feet. <laughs> so they like delayed the game they were putting like big blankets all over the ice like there was like 30 people out there with like buckets of ice like trying to like repair it to like make it playable and it was delayed like nine hours or 10 hours or whatever it was and they played the game at like midnight so i just thought it was funny that you know i was all hyped up for this outdoor hockey game which no one cares about wait a minute so is but this it's kind of like an actual lake that froze over or is it an outdoor hockey rink so they built, so they they usually build them in like baseball or football stadiums oh. and kind of <laughs> do a big thing of it. But this year, because they really aren't letting fans in, they built a hockey rink next to Lake Tahoe, which is in uh, Nevada, I believe. So out of like the 1960s Winter Olympics. So essentially they're right next to a lake and they built like a nice little 
outdoorsy stadium for the guys to play at. So it, it looks very picturesque. It looks gorgeous. And then you got people who can't even skate because it's so melted. So we'll uh, we'll see if it goes better t- tonight where it's actually, you know, going to be darker and colder and therefore playable. But I, uh, I always like watching the outdoor hockey games because that's kind of how hockey started was on frozen lakes. And I've I've played on outdoor hockey rinks a bunch and it's a bunch of fun. So it's sports. Who cares? Womp, womp, womp. Yeah, sports ball. Sports puck. (laughs) Something like that. Well, I'm glad that you're excited for it. Unfortunately, we are in the middle of a podcast, so I don't know if you'll be able to watch all of it. No, it'll it'll start at like seven tonight. So like as we finish hobby or not hobby, that's what we're doing now. The after party. We'll uh, jump right over to do that. So that's that's my plan. Um, besides that, obviously still playing my bass, still reading Dune. I'm almost done with it. I have a lot to say. Um, still playing Neo. I'm playing the DLC of it, and it's still the best game of the year. Uh, but I don't know. I've been lazy. I've been a bum. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> how, uh, and he, how you guys got some snow and wintery conditions, correct? Yes. Maybe the weather has been fantastic. Uh, it's, it's been like a very like muted winter for the most part. Like it really didn't snow at all in like November or December or January. Now all of a sudden it it's like wait, <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, we got to get our annual snowfall accounts in in one month. I Let's, know uh, that's basically it. It's like we've gotten so much snow within the last three weeks. I'm just hoping that it stops. At March, <laughs> because that would suck even more. We're getting into March, and uh, we get even more snow. Poss- like you know, that's just how the world would work. Um, yeah, so we got a ton of snow, and I have to get up pretty early for work. And unfortunately, for whatever reason, snow really likes to come when I'm supposed to be going to work. So it makes it really difficult to get to work, especially since it's a half an hour drive usually, and it's up a mountain. So, <laughs> um, I luckily I was able to get a hotel room and, um, you know, my boss has covered it, which is good. Um, yeah, so it was like a 10 minute drive, but the roads still weren't that great. And actually like we were supposed to get the brunt of the snow that night, but for mm-hmm. whatever reason, the weather forecast decided to move it later in the day. So, um, yeah, it, uh, kind of was a pain in the butt, but it wasn't really as bad as that could have been, I suppose. What a bougie experience, though. Getting getting put up in a hotel for your work. That's kinda... Yeah, I, I try not to uh, brag about it because I know how much it sucks <laughs> for everyone else. Um, the thing is, is that I'm really getting paid $15, not even $15, I'm getting paid $13 an hour. Um, and so it's not even a full-time job in, in the normal sense. I get full-time hours, but I get part-time pay, basically. Um, so, and if they're expecting me to come into a non-essential job, they're, they better be putting me in a hotel. Yeah. For how bad the weather is. And, uh, I think, I think we'll be getting some nicer weather starting next week though. I think we got like a little heat wave, you know, a nice toasty 30 something degrees. I hope so. But you know, you're also in Chicago, right? That's yeah. So I'm in Chicago and whatever weather I get, you in New York will get in three days later. Woo, just let me know how it goes. <laughs> exactly. No, it's, it's going to be like 30 degrees. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be so warm. I'm going to have my 
bathing suit on. It's going to be like a sauna. I'm, I'm so excited. Yeah. We're coming up on one year of COVID-19, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, is there like an official like start date of the COVID pandemic? Uh, my personal like US, start date was... What does Wikipedia say? My personal start date was the day that Broadway closed down because I was actually in New York City on that day. And it was weird, man. I was there for a job interview, and I came into the city, and I got a taxi to move into, like, to get to the interview. And the taxi driver was telling me all about how there was, like, no one here, and, like, the businesses have basically, you know, really slowed down. And uh, he was even talking to another taxi driver in a different car when we were at a stoplight, and they were just talking about the craziness of it all. So that probably would be my personal start date, but I can't remember what day that was exactly. So Wikipedia, I'm looking it up now, um, the World Health Organization declared the outbreak in January and a pandemic in March. So, but they also called it a pandemic in March, but on the 21st of February, 2021, when we're talking about this now, more than 111 million cases have been confirmed. So Yay. that doesn't give us an exact date, but let's just say March, March, 2021. Let's uh, loosely go by that. Yes. And um, Mike, I, I was just looking it up what day that actually was that I was in the city for that. March 12th. So March 12th is my one year anniversary. <laughs> okay. I, let's, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. March let's, 12th uh, set is that in stone. COVID 19 day, COVID 19 awareness day. Wear your mask, everyone. Two days later, then we got Pi Day. And, uh, oh, and, man. uh, public service announcement. I know that none of our listeners would dare do this, but if you go into a business, a restaurant, a store, whatever, and they tell you to wear your mask if you're not wearing one, do not give them a hard time about it because you suck if you do that. I worked. Don't in a, give anyone a hard time. Honestly, <laughs> but I, yeah. I was working in a restaurant and I had to be the one to tell people that you have to wear a mask or we get fined and people would argue with me about it. Like, no way is your health really in that much peril that you can't breathe without a mask and yet you're going outside in a pandemic. Sorry. That's just doesn't make any sense at all. How do I get my chicky tendies, though? Okay, then wear your mask for like two seconds. Get your chicky tendies and then leave the building because that is all that we can do, really. <laughs> and it doesn't even matter because people will argue with me. People have argued with me. They're like, oh, the masks don't do anything. Oh, it's a conspiracy. Oh, like I can't breathe with it all. And like you can't like it's. The fact that they would argue with a person that's getting paid minimum wage to do a stupid job they hate, it's like, you they're the worst people. Sorry. I got it's, onto yeah, a ranting no, yeah, mood yeah, today. Get it off your chest. <laughs> this is this is Vent Addicts episode Vent Addicts. We should, that should be a new tier for uh, subscribers, like we're a show where we just vent about stuff. To be fair, I think that's kind of what I do on the podcast every episode. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe you're already getting that bonus content. But no, I mean, I've... You know, I live in Illinois. It's one of the more uh, stricter states, I would say, as far as the lockdown goes. And this is not turning into a COVID cast, don't worry. Um, but gyms have opened up to some small degree. So I've started going back and obviously, you know, wearing a face mask the whole time. And uh, yeah, you can breathe with the mask. It's hard. It's not the most comfortable. And you can't really but it's do it. doable. Yeah, because actually my gyms have been open for a while. Um, and I went back to the gym for the first time like a week or two ago. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so while, yeah, it is extremely difficult to exercise with a mask on, you like, it's also kind of dangerous to do that. And you can't really do fo- like a really big workout with one on because you're, you're basically like breathing with your mask in your mouth because you're breathing so hard. Yeah. Um, so I can get, I can understand that. Unfortunately, there's really nothing we can do about that. I'm surprised I've seen as many people like religiously wearing their masks in the gym as I do for the last few times I went because, you know, I'm, I was surprised to see not, I didn't re- really see anyone wearing their masks below their nose, which is surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure there's so many people that have, but I yeah. personally haven't seen any. That's why you got to be a fatty like me and actually not do fitness stuff at the gym, but just like lift a couple reps of a heavy weight and like put it down before you can't breathe anymore. <laughs> so it's not like I'm doing like cardio or something like air intake dependent. It's been a lot of just do one squat and be like, OK, that's that's enough. Like it's a good excuse to be lazy. And uh, yeah, it's fine. It's good to be back, though. I miss I miss some sort of like fitness related activity yeah i can tell like because i usually have worked in like retail restauranting that kind of stuff so i've usually been on my feet a lot and now that i'm working on a job where i'm just sitting down all the time it's nice but i can tell that my legs are actually hurting from sitting down like all the time so it's good to actually be at the gym and kind of just stretch it all out and everything don't even talk to me about your butt hurting because boy my butt Big pain, big pain right now. <laughs> so I, uh, we're just going off on tangents today. Oh, That's yeah, okay. Definitely. So yesterday, so my my family we have a a trainer, a compu trainer for our bike. So it's essentially like a saddle you put your bike in, and then you can pedal. It's like a stationary on, bike. It's a stationary bike, but with your real bike, and your wheels are just spinning mm-hmm. above the ground. So essentially. That's kind of how I watch all my anime now is I go down to the basement, jump on this little bike and ride it until I'm done, which is not very long because I'm not very in shape, but whatever. Anyway, so my plan was yesterday. I was like, oh, I'm going to jump on the bike, just do like 22 minutes, just knock out one episode of anime and then I'll be done. Then I'll be done. And I was finishing up the episode and my parents came down and we were like, oh, let's talk about dinner plans. So. I was like, oh, well, since they're down here talking to me, let me just keep on writing. And this conversation just kept on going. And then we're like, okay, let's get Chipotle. And oh, let's get Chipotle. Okay, so let's do the mobile app. And if you've ever used a Chipotle mobile app, it is abysmal. It constantly crashes, (laughs) constantly forgets your order, constantly, like, doesn't let you add or modify things to your cart. Like, just, it's awful. It's terrible. And if you've ever you know, had parents who try to operate technology, whether a phone or a computer, it's, there's just a slowness, a latency to (laughs) to how they use technology. So having my parents work a broken app, like made this ordering experience take like another 45 minutes. So (laughs) what was supposed to be a 22 minute quick and easy bike ride turned into like an hour and 10 minute odyssey with like, trying to watch anime and guide them on Chipotle orders and just regret my life. And I was not expecting to be on it that long. So I wasn't wearing like any proper biking attire. And after sitting on that saddle for too long, my butt is quite sore right now. So that's, that's my struggle. That's, that's the long and short of it. And why, why I'm probably going to sit down this entire episode instead of standing because I hurt. (laughs) 
You know, I can think of like two other ways to get around using that app is to either call an order or go in an order. Mm -hmm. And that entire situation could have been resolved if you just got off the bike. (laughs) True, true. But I I was committed and I was like, oh, this this is like an excuse for me to actually, you know, push myself for the first time in months. Um, Also, we don't want to go in an order because that's unsafe. And this Chipotle... I don't know how common this is. It has a Chipotle lane. Chipotle lane is that a drive-through? Which is there? It's a drive-through. I've never it's heard a drive-through of Chipotle. Chipotle. Chipotle lane. That's such a weird I name. I don't know if you can. I guess I've never tried. I don't know if you can like order at this drive-through because it's not like it's. A, it'd be one thing if like the side of the building was like windows and you could like slowly drive and like follow it along as they make it for you like you do in the restaurant but i think you just call or pick order up. it on the app and just pick it up hmm. um so we were committed to doing that and we already started the order on the app like we were already halfway there and we did not expect it to take another 45 minutes but such is life mm-hmm. we're a very stubborn family uh, that i'm in so that's that's my tale and i'm sticking to it all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, it's been a while since I've been to Chipotle. But coming coming a long way, but losing my uh, respect at the same time. Great. Anyway, <laughs> Cecil Hotel. Now that I'm done talking about stuff that nobody cares about. It's okay, what, Mason. I cared thoughts? for like five seconds. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. There I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so yeah, last week Mitsugi was talking about Cecil Hotel, and I started watching it too. It is basically, if you have not heard that episode it's basically a documentary on netflix kind of um following the disappearance of this girl named elisa lamb uh who went to this hotel called the cecil hotel in los angeles and it's nearby uh, skid row so it's a very dangerous area and basically uh it was known that she had been living in the hotel she was saw on elevator footage and it was known that she had not left the hotel and yet she was declared missing like they didn't they didn't know where she was so yeah and as mitsuki told last week as well you know they complained about the water quality it was turning brown tasted strange so they went to go check on the water tanks and then this is after two weeks of her being missing she is found dead in the water tank and yeah it's really gross um but yeah it's kind of just going through the mystery of it all like how she got into the water tank what was her she was acting really strange in the elevator uh, was it foul play? Was it a suicide? Was it an accident? That kind of thing. And uh, Mitsuki was talking about how he doesn't understand why there were so many bad reviews of it. And I can see why some people might not be as excited with this documentary. I mean, it's it's a decent documentary. It's an interesting one for sure. It's just, yeah, there were a lot of... Um, it was kind of dramatized quite a bit with like the whole reenactments of things and... Um, narration from a girl who was you know uh you know playing lisa elisa lamb in her tumblr post she was reading them i don't know it got a little bit too dramatic uh but yeah it was pretty decent i think i'm still have to watch the last episode though so you got what three episodes in yeah out of four is that exactly where mitz got last time i don't know i i can't remember if he actually finished it or not i didn't i think he still had like one or two left I think he'd probably but, watch at least the very at least the third episode, on, if not all of it. I don't know. Okay, yeah, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, I still uh, am hesitant to try it out. 
Um, I've still been trying to watch my meditation show, and I keep on falling asleep to it, so it's doing <laughs> its job. Um, I still, I still haven't finished. I, I haven't finished anything this week. I'm, I still have uh, uh, the Watchmen show. That's what I'm up to. I'm still trying to get through that. I, I just have too many hobbies. Too many hobbies. It. Why am I like this? It's okay, Mason. You don't have. You're not required to. Like get a certain point with your hobbies. That's why <laughs> that's why they're called hobbies and not your job. <laughs> well, my my big hobby this week was prepping for this podcast, which, uh, as we said, Mitz is out, and you know I'm not saying he didn't prepare us at all, but he he's just like okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and I was forced to buy my own, you know, inspiration try to get fancy with the audio drops and boy we will see how that goes but i'm very excited to see how how this all comes together because you really think it would be easy you just take your microphone you plug it into your keyboard you hit the play button you talk Mm -hmm. and then you do a podcast like it should be that easy but for some reason we try to go above and beyond with visuals and drops and this and that and the other and streaming and uh being on time and all of that out and the being window on this time. episode that's not that it's not unimportant <laughs> mason well we show up to this call we we're a pretty tight runship like we show up on time and we you know we chat it out but the the getting everything actually going uh that we're usually a little bit late for that so we'll see if we can uh do that right today kind of are you have saying one thing going for us that our tendency to be a little bit late on twitch is because of mitsugi no no i would say it's the <laughs> cumulative effort i would never blame mitz for that because as someone who is about to botch it myself uh i don't want to be blamed actually no i do want to be blamed i am tough on people i am judgmental on shows and i expect people to hold me to that same standard so well, uh, I, I'm going to play drops and it's going to be the wrong drops or it's going to be on repeat and start playing again. And everyone's going to be like, ah, Mason, you suck. And I'll be like, yep, I know. High five, everyone. That's the charm. And if you're listening to the audio version, you're going to miss out on all that. There will be you're a just, lot of charm to this episode. Like, you know how on it, HGTV, um, when there is something <laughs> wrong with the house and they try to spin it with vocabulary like charming, quaint, cozy. Oh, um, quaint is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> A classic and traditional vintage. This ooh, is ooh. going to be a quaint episode. <laughs> this will be oozing with charm. And yes. I, I'm, I think a lot of that's going to be dropped in the audio version because no one wants to hear me, you know, fail at this. But at the Twitch, maybe the YouTube, you'll you'll see all the flaws on full display. So it'll, it'll only be bring adventure. attention to how amazing we are, right? <laughs> yeah. And how uh, excellent Mitz is at, you know, doing this thing for years and years of practice. So with that, probably start getting ready for it. Do you have any other hobbies you want to share before we head out? I am hobbied out. More for next week, I suppose. Excellent. Well, with that, we will send you off. Have a great one. We'll see you in the main podcast. Bye. Bye.